Good day, good afternoon, good whenever you are listening to this. Thank you so much for listening to this. I am recording this on November 15th in the year 2019. And this is a documentation of my conversation with Matt Plant regarding his December 7th WrestlePro event coming up in Anchorage. Brett the Hitman Hart is going to be there. But Matt is going to be the one to tell you all about that. I don't want to don't want to ruin it for him. What I am going to ruin for you is if you are planning on going to Iron Asylum's Whiskey and Deadlifts event on November 22nd, sadly that has been postponed for the time being. I will have more information on when it is going to happen when that becomes available. However, have no fear, you still get to party on the 22nd because dun da 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 the Illuminati sound system will be re- triumphantly, I guess triumphantly, they'll be returning to Four Royal Parkers in Soldatna. Now, what is the Illuminati sound system? That is myself and my buddy Jacob, and we are going to be playing music that we think you should be listening to. And if you are not listening to this music, we're going to play it for you so you know what you should be listening to you, uh, listening to, rather than what's being programmed for you, however you are currently getting your music. Because if you're putting on a, like a, a rock station or a band station on Pandora, then what's happening is you're getting the music filtered to you through whatever method exists to uh, program what you're going to hear and the, the, method, uh, the message that you're going to hear uh, in that programming. So I don't subscribe to to getting a service like Pandora, which randomly selects songs. If you're going to get a streaming service, something like iTunes, something like the uh, the Amazon Music, where you are getting everything that the artist has ever recorded and it's updated really, really regularly. For example, Amazon Prime, I'm able to get the weeklies, um, which is a collection of tracks that rapper King Crooked uh, releases every week. I can get those on Amazon Prime. I can get those uh, those collections as they come out and uh, share them as needed. So rather than getting on something like Amazon or getting on um, like Pandora or using the basic Spotify, which is like is just like a radio service where you you type in the name of whatever artist and they create a radio station for you. No, no. Go deeper down into the rabbit hole, friends, and to listen to entire albums. Listen to the albums as they are supposed to be listening to. Which, by the way, at the end of the year, myself and some of the frequent guests are going to lay out the records that came out this year that we think you should be listening to. Got a lot of cool names uh, and some really cool records for you to be listening to. And we'll get to that when we get to that. However, what we are getting to on the 22nd is a party to help update Eddie Lee's Kitchen! That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we could always use another new place to eat on the Kenai Peninsula or another place that has is able to, to cater food, especially if you're going to be drinking. So if you're going to be drinking, you're going to want to have some uh, some food readily available to put into your belly, and Four Royal Parkers want to be a place where they can do that for you as well. Rather than just provide you with fine adult beverages, they can provide you with fine food. Or really good bar food, because that's cool too. If you have a place where you can get some really good chicken wings uh, while you're getting beer, that's great. That's really awesome. And that sort of thing should be embraced and supported. 
All right, that is the 22nd of November at Four Royal Parkers. All right, Red Run Cannabis Company, also a very solid shout-out to that organization, the makers of Hashade, the makers of fine can of caps, the makers of all kinds of really dope products to include flowers, cartridges, shatter, crumble, terp sauce, all kinds of really cool extracts and, and edibles. Um, and they've got a retail location, which is very cool. It's like the Nike town of all things Red Run. If you're curious about a product that Red Run makes, they probably got it there first. So that is Red Run Cannabis Company. And I'll give you the full warning and, and all of their locations and stuff at the end of the, the podcast. By the way, you can also find them on Instagram. All right. All, all of our all of our sp- uh, sponsors and supporters, they are all on Instagram. Iron Asylum is on Instagram. Um Red Run Cannabis Company is on Instagram. The next two, also on Instagram. 5150 Vapes, located on the Kenai, not on the Kenai Spur Highway, located in Soldatna, across the street from the Soldatna Creek Park. They are your home for everything from shattered batter to flavored nicotine juices to your uh, MSA Blood Money t-shirts. And if you go in there, if you go into 5150 Vapes, Dave will break down the conspiracy involving vape juices and the tobacco industry. And we will be going into that next week on the podcast. We're going to be doing a really deep dive because there's a lot of information that is being suppressed. And it's really interesting when you find that information is being suppressed. Why is that information being suppressed? Why are, why are emergency laws being made? And what is the history behind them? Because there's there's a history to everything, and so if we kind of look at that at why we have a law, well, let's look at why we have that law, especially if we know that a lot of the laws that are put in place are put in place more to restrict freedom than anything else. So we'll do a dive into that next week. All right, so 5150 Vapes, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I would check them out on Instagram myself because uh, Facebook is terrible. Facebook's evil, man. All right, and the Schnitzel Bomber, located on the corner of K Beach and Poppy. All right, find them on Instagram. Find out what their specials are. They've got this really cool thing that I got yesterday. It was kind of like a cheese grits, but it was like Kentuckian cheese grits with Gouda. I love Gouda. I am all about Gouda. It's the Gouda cheese. Gouda is Gouda. See what I did there? All right. So that is the Schnitzel Bomber. They are located on the corner of K Beach and Poppy. I would recommend uh, calling in your order and then having it ready for you when you pick up, unless you want to hang out out back and, you know, wait for your food, which is cool. Totally cool. I encourage that too. But this is the winter, not the summer. Uh, we're getting into those months where it's really, really cold. And if you want to eat outside, you're a brave soul and bless your heart. God bless you. But I like eating where it's warm. So I would recommend calling it in and letting them know what you want and then picking it up and eating it at home with uh, with your loved or liked ones or, or your dog. And I'm not saying you can't love your dog. So maybe share it with your dog. Maybe share it with nobody. Maybe you, maybe your dog has been a bad dog and he doesn't deserve that, uh, that uh, cheese grits meal. But you do. You're a good person, aren't you? Or you're working on it? We're all all right, so that is the Schnitzel Bomber 5150 Vapes, Red Run Cannabis Company, and Iron Asylum. By the way, stay tuned for the end of this podcast where you get the really super duper sweet uh, cannabis warning. Very important. Also, solid shout out to uh, Kenai Kombucha. Stop by there this week. They make a damn good product. Stop by the Tap House. Check them out. Say hello and try some of their goodness. All right, thanks for checking out the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go.
figure at some point I'm going to do a podcast and I'm going to keep the metronome on the whole time. Like it'll just be tick, tick. It basically keeps time. Like if I were using GarageBand to um, like make a song, it would be the thing that helps me keep time. It's just a tick, 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 tick. However, if you are listening to like a 30-minute podcast, it's going to drive you fucking nuts. It's like um, like if you mess with the reef, uh, the defrost settings on your refrigerator, like mine does this beep, beep, beep real loud for like 20 minutes. And so maybe 15 minutes before everyone goes to bed, I like to try and defrost the freezer, whether or not it needs to be defrost, because it's going to be going on at least a good five minutes into bedtime. And I get to contribute to my children's misery the same way that they contribute to me. Alright, man, I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, the vegetation, Matt Plant. It's a good intro, man. Like yeah, that. see how I tied that in? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was wondering where you were going there for a second. It, 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 it all comes back, man. It all comes back. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, we are anything but in a vegetated state because we are busy and we are moving. So let's talk about that a little bit. Let me, let me first make this one. Nope. I just want to check on the mic to make sure that it was it was properly reading you. All right. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk, man. December 7th. We got it going on. Uh, WrestlePro Alaska returns to Solomon Arena. Brett the Hitman Hart. Could you come a little bit closer to the mic? Mm-hmm. Alright, so say that again for the people in the back so they understand uh, the foundation that you are laying down and saying it with all of your aorta. Right from the heart, man. We have December 7th, live from the Sullivan Arena in Anchorage. WrestlePro Alaska is coming back with I Heart Wrestling, featuring none other than WWE Hall of Famer Brett the Hitman Hart. Also, Road Warrior Animal from the Road Warriors Tag Team, and current WWE superstar Tyson Kidd. That's very exciting. It is. It is. I'm excited about it. So I went to the last one on April 20th. I saw you there. Yes. I had a blast. I'm glad you did. Yeah. I brought my family. Like, it, gener- like genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, it was... Uh, it was... It was I'm not going to say, like, it was nothing like I'd ever seen before. Like, I'd been to wrestling events, but I've been to, like, just like I've been to, like, good wrestling events, I've been to shitty wrestling events. And this was definitely not a bad time had by anybody. Um, every, my kid, you know, he's, I think he was, like, 10 at the time, never been to, to a real wrestling event, was losing his mind. Like, all of these things that were going on, the lights, the sound, uh, the, the giant superheroes, the, the good guys fighting the bad guys, um, you know, the, the audience participation. It's just a really, really cool thing. And so um, I'm, I'm excited that you're bringing it back and that you're bringing in uh, different blood. Well, I appreciate that, man. And it, one of the things I love about the, the independent wrestling shows compared to like a mainstream WWE event is that you do have kind of that, that smaller crowd participation excitement level is higher it's um you can come you get to come to the event and meet the wrestlers themselves so that's another thing with WWE. a lot of times you never get to meet any of the wrestlers that are performing um bret hart tyson kidd road warrior animal all of them will actually be there available they're gonna have autograph signings things like that so 
and it's great watching the kids. You know, I, I had friends that brought their kids. I brought my kids. My kids loved it. They got to meet a lot of the wrestlers that they see on TV, and uh, it's it's fun. It's fun watching them. So, do you have any other names confirmed for uh, the seventh of December? Or yeah, seventh of December. We do. Uh, the Wrestle Pro crew is coming up. So we have guys like Bobby Wayward, Matt McIntosh, uh, Fala Ba from Impact Wrestling, KM formerly of Impact Wrestling, and now with Wrestle Pro. So it'll be a pretty good crew. Uh, Danny Moff is coming back up, and it'll be one of his last appearances with WrestlePro because he just signed his contract with Ring of Honor. That's so, very, very cool. Yeah, we're all excited for Danny. <laughs> so um, let's talk. we can talk a little bit about Ring of Honor, but um, clarify this name for me. The, the, the new kids on the block of professional wrestling taken on the Titans. Is it all elite wrestling? Yes. AEW? Yes. AEW. AEW is the new, the new thing in wrestling, and uh, it's on TNT. Yes, I believe TNT. And a lot of the guys that you met up in Anchorage at the last show, guys like MJF and Joey Janela, they've signed with AEW. So. Can, can we talk about one of my, my current, uh, what will, will probably always be one of my, my favorite professional wrestlers, uh, professional Peter Avalon also can be seen on AEW. Correct. Peter Avalon is with AEW. He's been up here twice now. Um, with Powerplay Productions, we've had him at the Salatna Sports Center, so it's always fun when you got guys that that you know and guys that you worked with that are that are moving up the ladder and yeah. and they're doing fantastic, man. It's been awesome. Well, he's he's kind of, it's a testament to his hard work. He's consistently traveling, going out, doing his thing. You know, right. he's he spends a lot of time on the grind. He was on Monday Night Raw, and then that Friday he's in Soldatna being flung across the ring like he's. <laughs> Very, very rad that we get to see him one place and then see him move on to the next place. I think yeah. that another guy that we're going to see like that um, in the next few years, probably the Phoenix kid. Uh, that Another dude who's been, been killing uh, the, the independent uh, uh, circuit yeah. uh, in the States. Yeah, um, Phoenix kid left here, and he's been wrestling down in uh, Washington State and Northern California. and He's kind of carved out a little niche for himself as a hardcore wrestler. So, you know, he does all the crazy... Crazy shit with the fluorescent light bulbs and barbed wire and thumbtacks, and but he's making it his own, so he's doing good. And he's happy. Like that's the other thing is like this is this dude has found a way to to make his 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 hustle fun and, and to make money. Yeah, yeah, it's good for him. Bless his heart. My favorite Alaska story, or Alaska wrestler story, is uh, Dion Russman, who's going to be wrestling at the Sullivan Arena for us okay. here in December. And Dion grew up in Wasilla. And left Wasilla after high school and went down to Iowa and trained with uh, WWE superstar Seth Rollins okay. at Seth Rollins School down there. And, it is, and since then, he's been traveling. Uh, we brought him back up here for the last WrestlePro show. Um, I brought him back up for an event we did in Wasilla uh, last December. And it's funny because the Wasilla show, the whole crowd was his family. Like, there were so many Dion Russman shirts in the crowd. And then we had him wrestle on WrestlePro. He met those guys. And now he's starting to take bookings with WrestlePro. And he drives from Iowa to New Jersey to wrestle. And I was talking to WrestlePro. And they're like, I can't believe this. All of a sudden we're in Jersey. And there's a dozen Iceberg Dion Russell shirts out there. He's got family all over the place that travel to watch him wrestle. So That's awesome, though. It but is. like, if you, had, if you found out that your cousin was going to be wrestling an hour and a half to two hours away it would kind of make you an asshole to not go definitely well you know funny story about that my cousin's actually a professional boxer 
uh, Travis made Zach Gambardella out of Revere Mass, and, and I got that call last year, and he was like, Matt, you're not going to believe it. My next fight's at the Boston Garden, and uh, and I, did, I, I booked my ticket the next day. <laughs> I flew to Boston for a weekend to, to watch his fight, and it was it was pretty cool. Now, if I recall so, correctly, he won that. He did. He did, yep. All right. Yep. So, um, but yeah, that was just a fun weekend. We got in on a Thursday. I uh, went to New Hampshire for a day, saw my aunt, and then back to Boston for the weigh-ins on Friday. The fight was Saturday. We got out of the arena around 2 in the morning, uh, back to the airport at 5 that morning, and I was back to work on Monday. So <laughs> it was a uh, turn and burn, but it was, it was fun. A busy weekend, but it sounds like it was a blast. Yeah, it was a good time. So, so be- I, I got to meet a lot of cool people. Uh, it was funny because I was like, someone was like, oh, Conor McGregor's in the front row. And I was like, yeah, Conor McGregor, right? I mean, I was like, oh, wait a minute, I'm not in Alaska anymore. And, and yeah, it was. It was Conor McGregor. I uh, met him. I got to meet uh, Irish Mickey Ward was there, old school boxer. So uh, so those of you at home listening can't see my eyebrows. They, eyebrows. Just, they went up. Yep. Uh, got Ken Casey from Dropkick Murphys. I got to hang out with him a little bit. He was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun being a little bit out of my shell here in alaska and, and down there in the arena you know boston uh it's not the boston garden anymore but uh, td garden td garden yeah yeah big big building big building middle of downtown right <laughs> um so then here's a question for you i want to go to uh kind of switch uh, shift move forward a little bit with you because mm-hmm. you book both boxing and mixed martial arts and professional wrestling and all of these things i want to ask you about tyson fury yes <laughs> heavyweight boxing champion of the world Tyson Fury uh, has done professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is openly discussed moving into the realm of mixed martial arts uh, and the fights with uh, Francis Ngannou uh, and Stipe Miocic have, have been mentioned. Now, a fight with Stipe uh, and um, Tyson has kind of been discussed as a boxing match. Who do you like in that? I'd probably say Tyson Fury. I mean, I mean, he's. I mean, he was able to beat Braun Strowman. I mean, it's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so All right, I'm going to throw this back at you. Actually, I'm going to throw this question back at you, because um, I know there there are a lot of of legitimate martial artists that are completely against martial arts and professional wrestling being mixed. Now, when you see things like Ronda Rousey becoming the WWE Women's Champion. And you see Cain Velasquez debuting on the first episode of SmackDown and wrestling Brock Lesnar in Saudi Arabia for the WWE Championship. Losing via Kimura, right? Uh, yes, yes, in a very Wait. quick fashion. Um, I, I, I don't, Tyson Fury against Braun Strowman. I don't I mean, remember how uh, Brock Lesnar lost in his fight with Cain Velasquez, but it would have been... It would have been beautiful if it was like a if it was like a Kimura. Like a, That'd like have been a great. Situation. Yeah, yeah, like a, yeah. That's yeah. how that works. It's just, great. Just total. Um, get your win. Get your loss back. Um, but I guess my question is: I mean, are these people? Are they, in your opinion, tarnishing? No. Their MMA, MMA career. Or I, I, I don't think so at all. Or? I don't think. I don't think. Any, okay, so you talk about your legacy. Your legacy is really whatever you want it to be. Like you are. Let's say you're you're Tyson Fury and you are the heavyweight boxing champion of the world. You're like 40 years old. Mm-hmm. You are having a blast not killing yourself. Like he's a guy that struggled through a lot of really really dark stuff. And to say that he's sullying his legacy by getting involved in professional wrestling or mixed martial arts, um, I think that that's you're talking about personal individual happiness. Like what makes uh, a, a boxing purist or a mixed martial arts purist or a professional wrestling purist um, 
doesn't what makes them upset doesn't matter um, because what it comes down to is what makes Tyson Fury happy. Um, his uh, I'm sure his his kids uh, probably love seeing their dad on on TV um, throwing around and getting thrown around by big guys because it's got to be uh, much more comforting than than you know Deontay Wilder trying to knock your dad's brain off um, and. Uh, it's just as scary when it's Francis Ngannou mm-hmm. or, or Stipe Mayocek that's trying to knock your brain off if they're trying to do it in, in the forum that they're best at. Um, because I think it's dangerous. I think that it, I think it, it shows how badass of a human being someone like Tyson Fury is. Um, because all of those things, like all of those sports, mixed martial arts, um, boxing, um, professional wrestling, they take a toll on your body. Absolutely. Uh, and there, there's a lot of training. Before you see those guys, like, you say whatever you want, a professional wrestling's not real. Nah, but that dude was getting slammed for five years, six years, seven years before you saw him on uh, on WWE. Easy. All right? Um, those injuries are real. And then, you know, whatever injuries come along with the rest of his life. Like, uh, we don't need to talk about what... Um, what, what uh, um, the Phoenix kid does in, in, mm-hmm. in his real life, but like your day job can be a motherfucker. So, well, and not to mention too, I mean, you take Braun Strowman, for example, simply being six foot eight and close to 400 pounds takes a toll on your body. Yeah. I mean, just everyday living, I'm sure there are things that, that he can, I mean, getting on an airplane, tying his shoes, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I remember seeing an interview with him where we talked about there was a time when he couldn't tie his shoes. He was too big to bend over and, and do stuff like that. So, so yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, so I don't think it does anything to tarnish their legacy. Like, if you had, uh, say, someone like Jack Johnson, right, uh, and you had more streams of income, then you don't have to, you know, you don't have to take boxing matches that, that go 152 rounds. Um, you know, and, and as far as a boxing or a mixed martial arts or a professional wrestling purist, I, I don't even really know what that is, especially if... If we all got into it for entertainment, like we all started watching professional wrestling or G.I. Joe or whatever it, whatever it is that we find entertaining, we find it entertaining because it entertains us. Um, and these dudes are doing that thing that entertains us. And I'm sure that if you're Tyson Fury, at this point, you're, do, you're not doing it for the money. You're doing it because it's fucking fun. Um, because the, the, the payoff is, is the fight... Uh, and, and working is training, you know, like these dudes, Tyson Fury doesn't, doesn't need the money, uh, to fight Francis Ngannou or to fight, fight Stipe Miocic. In fact, fuck, he doesn't need it at this point to, to fight, uh, Deontay Wilder. Well, word on the street though, Saudi Arabia shows that WWE does, the one that he competed on, you're getting paid pretty good. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Getting paid pretty good for He those. got paid quite well. Um, and I'm sure that he wouldn't be on the Monday Night Raw roster, uh, you know, uh, wrestling, you know, 50 weeks a year. Like, there's there's a difference between, um, and, and we'll, we'll talk about, about our friend Peter uh, at his level of, of celebrity and, and high-level athleticism. And then we'll talk about, and maybe not athleticism, not the word to use, um, but but notoriety of, of, of Peter versus Tyson Fury. Mm-hmm. Um, we can go anywhere with Peter. I don't think we could go anywhere with Tyson. Right. So, um, 
you know. As far as, you know, I compare it to when it comes to, because I've heard people say, oh, they shouldn't be mixing, uh, or why would he want to go to WWE and stuff like that. I compare it to when I was a kid, being from Boston, and being the Red Sox fan that I am, I was heartbroken when Johnny Damon became left, a Yankee, left the Red Sox and went to the Yankees. And he instantly became the most hated man in Boston until my uncle pointed out to me, you know, for $12 million a year, I would probably cut my hair and shave my beard <laughs> and become a Yankee too. And I can't say that I would necessarily do that because I'm, I'm, I'm a Boston guy. But, hey, you know, you got to feed your family too, I guess. Yeah, and that's and I think there's... <laughs> We talk about legacy, and I still today though I still haven't forgiven Johnny. Damon. And it's okay; you don't Johnny have to Damon. give Johnny Damon's weird looking. He's got a weird face. I don't like his. Yeah, I don't like his face. Uh, you don't. You don't have to like Johnny Damon, and, and I'm sure Johnny Damon isn't going to lose any sleep like two dickheads in Alaska talk shit about him. <laughs> like, um, like he's a he's a. Dude. I hope he does. That's I yeah. I hope he... Johnny uh, Damon, if you're listening. You know, and I hope he leaves a comment on the Instagram page about how we're a bunch of assholes and nobody listens to bunch us and we have no friends. Alaska. Bunch of assholes in Alaska with no friends. I'm Johnny Damon and I'm fucking everything. Johnny Damon's going to come up here. He's going to take our wives and then he's going to take them to breakfast afterwards. All right. And that's and that's how Johnny Damon is going to get back at us for talking shit. Oh, you said I had a weird jaw. Well, now your kids are calling me dad. By the way, I hope you like the roller coaster that I put in your backyard. It spells out Johnny. Looks like Jesus throws like Mary. <laughs> he didn't say that when he was in Boston. <laughs> when he was when he was when he was, you know, like when he was taking weekends off to go to the fly out to the Cape, you weren't saying that. That's true. Uh, when he was when he was at, in New York shaving his beard. Right, here's why I'm bitter. Selling man. out. Here's why I'm bitter. The first official Red Sox jersey I ever bought when I was a kid. Like, I mean, I saved up my money and I bought a Johnny Damon Red Sox jersey, and it felt like as soon as I did, bam, went to the Yankees. <laughs> so, you say that, and all I can think is like, Matt Damon, <laughs> Johnny Damon, Johnny Damon from Boston. <laughs> but again, his legacy is is one thing. Our legacy is two assholes talking shit <laughs> talking on the internet. All right, so okay. we, we do have things that we have to touch on before because you, you got like family shit you got to do. I have family shit that I've got to do. Um, so let's let's talk real quick about the 21st. Coming up on the 21st, yes. you, you are doing stand-up uh, at the Flats Bistro. Mm-hmm. All right, Correct, uh, yep. stop, me, stop me when I'm wrong or okay. lying. Okay, this is uh, the graduating um, – Kind of an open mic for participants in Fred Kosky's stand-up comedy class. Now, you yourself—I'm not stopping you yet. Uh, all true. We're not a part of that class. If I, you know, what? I wasn't. I, I initially was supposed to be, and I felt like whenever Thursdays would roll around, something would always come up. These things happen. However, you have been—you have been, you know, keeping the mic warm, as they say. I have been enjoying my run as a uh, quote-unquote stand-up comic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, are you prepared? You what are you th- what are you thinking about this? Because I worry, I, I worry about comedy during dinner. If it goes well, then somebody has to die. Well, from what I understand, it's uh, they're actually closing the kitchen at eight thirty, and then the comedy starts at nine. So, 
hopefully no one is still chewing by right. the time someone says something right. funny. Yeah, choking hazards shouldn't be a problem. Safety first. Right, exactly. Safety first. Now, do you know what happens on the 22nd? No. Two different things. Two, two, two totally separate things. So, uh, first, we have uh, an Iron Asylum whiskey and deadlifts party. I don't, I don't, I don't drink, and and I got, I got bad knees. I, I mean, I'm not doing a whole lot of deadlifts, but I'll, but I'll rock out with my socks out to some distance to find. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's going on at uh, Iron Asylum because they're op- they're they're doubling in size. They're opening up a new section. Um, they've got a whole bunch of new gear coming in, but they're going to be celebrating all of this with uh, with a concert. All right, and then after that, uh, Bluminati Sound System. We will, we will be DJing, not you and I, but myself and, and uh, my buddy Jacob will be yes. DJing at Parker's after the Iron Asylum event. I love Parker's. Fucking, so this, How do you not like Parker's? How could you not? How can anyone not? You like have to be a real, a real turd. It's, uh, it was once described to me as the perfect, uh, what was it, the, the, the house party equivalent of a bar. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So I like to think of it as... Um, as a Spokane dive bar uh, in the middle of nowhere, Alaska. And it makes perfect sense because Eddie went to Gonzaga. Yeah. So he's familiar with Spokane dive bars. Um, but yeah, so we'll be, we'll be there DJing afterwards. About Eddie that I love, I feel like Eddie wouldn't let Johnny Damon in that bar. <laughs> I feel like if he knew what Johnny Damon did, he'd Not be like, I, I think he'd still let him in, but he'd, he'd let him know that he was disappointed in... Um, in his decisions. Um, so the party at Parker's, this is what makes it really, really cool, is it's actually, because they're both kind of fundraisers, um, but this for Parker's is so that we can uh, help kind of upgrade and modernize Eddie's kitchen so that oh, when you're cool. at Parker's, you could, you know, you can get, get some food done. Get, get yourself some hey. get yourself some delicious bagogi or something. A nice, a nice you know, maybe have the schnitzel bomber cater or something. Like you could you can do you will be able to do that there. It's also our annexation is uh for poop heads party. But uh annexation is for poop heads doesn't go over as well as uh a let's help Eddie build his kitchen Which, party. Because right, okay. everybody loves Eddie. Yeah. And why not have another place that can serve you like good food when you're drunk so that it, at least if it comes back up, it tastes all right the second time there up. You go. Yeah. Plus, yeah. So busy weekend coming up. Busy weekend. A lot busy going weekend. on. Busy weekend. Yeah. I'm uh, excited. I'm excited about uh, I was happy that Fred called and asked if I wanted to be involved. I think uh, I'm going to try some new material. Okay. I've done comedy about five times now. Um, a lot of it is, uh, I mean, I've added a few things to my routine, but. Yeah, I think it'll be good. I'm gonna try it out. And... So, how much time do you spend working on on new material, and or do you see things and like that's a funny thing I'd like to talk about? You know, it's funny because the first time I did it was in January of this year, and I had never done stand up before, and I ended up going 25 minutes, which apparently is unheard of. I um, that particular set sparked from growing up with a very overprotective, very loving, yet very overprotective mother. I couldn't see, I couldn't see Miss Terry. No, no, yeah, no, no. I'm basically a live version of uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay. Yeah, but I... So just like Raymond from Everybody Loves Raymond. Yes, yeah, actually. Like Ray. That is my life. Romano. I should be getting royalties. Sons of biscuits. Right? Um, But no, I, I sat down and I wrote that, I wrote out a bunch of bullet points 
where I wanted to touch base on some stories and and it just turned out it ended up being about 25 minutes uh, and from there I built on it a little bit so I'm able to do now about 30 30 minutes or so all together I try to mix it up a little bit but this time with Fred I'm gonna do probably 15 20 minutes and then he's got some students from the seminar that he did that's gonna be performing as well so I, I uh, I've had the opportunity to talk to one of the students that was in his class and I'm not gonna like say his name on the podcast cause I don't know if he'd be cool with that but um, like he's worked through some of them sharing it's funny shit like we legitimately live around some funny people who I think have, are, are learning to embrace their mortality and are, mm-hmm. are trying to get rid of that. Like you flex that creative bug, right. uh, and so like I'm I'm all about it, man. I get I get really excited for for comedy. Like I get really really excited to to see it. Um, like the last time we did comedy down here, I, I did five minutes, and it was some of the most fun five minutes of my life. Yeah. Um, because if you can if you can get people laughing and they're laughing with you or they're laughing at you, but you are creating like their good time like you're sharing a memory you're sharing an idea you're sharing a thought um and and i know that my my thoughts and ideas don't matter at all but i'm so fucking vain that i feel like everybody needs to hear my stupid ideas um especially when they've had three or four drinks sure yeah i I, i'm with you right there i i love um getting that reaction out of people I always have ever since I was a kid, but it's a different, different than when we're at the fights. Yeah. You know, I'll take the mic at the sports center in front of six, 700 people and be fine. I'm not nervous. All I'm doing is relaying information to them. I'm saying, Hey, this is what we have going on. Thank you for coming. This is being on stage. Even if it's only 8,500 people that are there, I get nervous every time I go up there because getting, there's a difference between relaying information and then trying to get that reaction out of people. Um, and when you're up there and you feel it working and you feel it, you feel the people enjoying it and you feel the people having a good time, I feed off that too. So I, I know what you're saying as far as it is very, it's just a fun experience. Yeah. Like I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed the little bit of stand up comedy that I did. And I think, like right now, it's 4 30 and it's getting dark. Yeah. You know, I think. Being able to make people laugh and having an event where it's designed where people are going to come out and laugh and have a good time, especially this time of year. Absolutely. It's, it's getting dark. We just had our first snowfall. Roads are shit. I'm sorry. Can we say that? I think we've, we've said worse okay. already. All right. Yeah. Roads are shit. I think um, we've said worse about people. <laughs> I think we, the, we said worse about Johnny David Johnny five David. minutes ago. <laughs> Um, I just think it's the perfect time of year to be to be doing this, man. I think if we can make people happy and make them forget about the darkness and the cold weather and the bullshit, and even if it's just for a half an hour or an hour or whatever, it's great. So, do you still have the the jersey, the Johnny Dam? No, I don't. I don't. The last time I saw it, it was crumpled up in my closet in high school. Just, all right. Yeah. All right. Yep. Now I'm getting you for Christmas. I do have a Red Sox jersey um, I got for Christmas years ago, and it has all of the patches from the World Series that they, that they won. That's hanging up in my closet now. <laughs> I've got new shirts coming, and I'll, I'll tell you about them when we get off of the show, when we get off the podcast. You'll like them. All right, so... Is this a Unabomber shirt? No, no. So okay. the Unabomber shirts, there, there's still a few of those left. Yes. If, if you... Um, and I'm going to be sending out, uh, like, the, the, the Instagram orders and the DM orders, like, this sure. week. Um, but if you're still interested, by the way, if you're, if you've seen any of the Unabomber shirts, they're, they're the smiling Unabomber 
in a Seattle Seahawks colorway. And the reason that is, is because Seattle is a tech town. And it stands in, in stark opposition to everything that the Unabomber kind of stood for. Uh, and sent out letters for, apparently. Uh, utilized the post office. Meanwhile, he utilized the post office while Seattle is a town that has utilized Amazon. All right, and has taken advantage of the United States Post Office and has not paid their fair share, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, I mean, sorry, go very deep, getting real, getting real deep deep, here. Um, How's this for a segue, Bill? Speaking of t-shirts, we can buy t-shirts at WrestlePro Alaska for the first time. Really, printing t-shirts, yes. So come to the Sullivan Arena, buy yourself a t-shirt, get it autographed by Bret Hart. Have a good time. I'll autograph it. Listen, you see me at the fights. I'll autograph it for you. Yep. It won't. It won't. It's not worth anything now. It will be worth even less later. Um, in fact, in fact, you might lose your house. <laughs> that's, right. that's ridiculous, Bill. <laughs> it's not like Johnny Damon's autographing it. <laughs> Johnny Damon. All right, man. Thank you so much for your time. I'm get a lawsuit letter in the mail. <laughs> right. You know, if Johnny Damon's people, or if the people at like at official Johnny Damon or whatever his Instagram is, because we'll probably what? tag him in this, uh, we'll tag him in the Instagram page. If they if they message us and say you need to be nice to Johnny Damon, um, then 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 we'll make fun of him. Or, in on. fact, this yo- is this is probably the most anyone's talked about Johnny Damon since 2008. So I, I might name this episode <laughs> like it might be up on iTunes as "Leave Johnny Damon Alone." <laughs> Two assholes in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, the Netflix special. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it, Bill. Man, it's always a pleasure. Right. Have a great one. Per 3AAC 306.360 Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older keep out of the reach of children and e marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding red run cannabis company license 3a10056 red run cannabis cultivators license 4a10052 red run cannabis cultivators license 5a19372 5455 Kenai Spur Highway 12156 Kenai Spur Highway Kenai Alaska 99611